you're about to go inside the den with your Wausau River Wolves. And now, here's your host and play-by-play voice of the Wausau River Wolves, Jake Senholz. What's up, River Wolves fans? Jake Senholz with you back again for episode four here in season two of Inside the Den. want to remind you right off the bat that you can qualify to win some free River Wolves apparel. All you have to do is uh, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on uh, whatever platform you use to listen to us, whether it's Apple uh, P- Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, however you get uh, your podcasts, make sure you are subscribed to us. And then uh, if you want to win, or if you want a chance to win, excuse me, some uh, River Wolves apparel, all you have to do is tweet us a picture showing that you rated and reviewed the podcast. You also get a bonus entry if you uh, prove to us that you shared uh, one of the episodes or all of the episodes on uh, one of your social medias. Just share it around. We don't care where you post it, but just make sure that you uh, share it. Make sure that you're subscribed. And then if you uh, also rate and review it, you're going to get up to two entries for some free River Wolves apparel. That'll be drawn in the next few weeks here as we approach the end of the season. Uh, So now that we got that out of the way, let's uh, just do a quick Look back at the Riverwolves three-game weekend against the Peoria Mustangs. Uh, five to two was the final score in favor of the Mustangs on Friday. Five to two was the final score in, of the Wausau Riverwolves on Saturday, and then five to one was the final score on Sunday. In that victory, uh, on the five to two victory, it was uh, Caleb Sauer in net. He actually was in net all three games this weekend. He made 32 saves on 34 shot attempts. Uh, Tommy Wraith, Nolan Gifford, uh, Griffin Lahette, and Casey Couture would score in that game. Casey Couture would actually score two goals, both of them coming in the third period. Griffin Lahette's goal was on a penalty shot, by the way. So if you haven't gotten a chance to see that, make sure you head over to the Wausau River Wolves Instagram page by searching Wausau R Wolves, and that'll be uh, just a few posts down. You're going to want to uh, watch that one, as it was a beautiful move and an even better shot put on by Griffin Lahette during that uh, penalty shot. As mentioned, Caleb Sauer was in net all three games this weekend. Uh, The other three goals on the weekend for the River Wolves coming off the sticks of Ethan Cumming and Trey Bosick. And then on Friday, getting the, excuse me, on Sunday, getting the lone goal for the River Wolves, it was uh, Isaac Wickershine. So that was a a weekend, a quick overall weekend in wraps for uh, Peoria as they came to town last weekend. Just a one game uh, weekend here for the River Wolves against the Oregon Tradesmen. That is happening uh, tomorrow night as we record this, uh, Friday night. February 12th, Oregon's going to come to town here. And just pulling up a couple of uh, stats on Oregon here. Of course, their record on the season is 12 and 13. Uh, River Wolves did play them once early on in the season. 
uh, beat them during the home opener. Joseph LaForge got a shutout that game, a 56-save shutout, if I remember correctly. Uh, leading scorers on the Oregon Tradesmen, Parker Severson has 28 points, Sam Vanderhoeven with 27, and then it jumps down to Jacob Best at 20, uh, Gunnar Schiffman with 16, Branwin Paulette with 15, Devin Hayes with 13, Dylan Dent with 12, and then a whole uh, slew of tradesmen with uh, less than 10 points on the season. So obviously some guys that can score uh, 15 goals apiece for Parker Severson and Sam Vanderhoeven. So uh, whoever's in net for the Riverwolves is going to have a tough task shutting those two guys down. But as far as goals go, I mean, if you can take those two out of commission, uh, everybody else has no more than five goals on the season. And uh, most of them have less than that. A uh, good number of assists on the board for the top five scorers in Oregon, though. Uh, so, yeah, just be looking to shut down number 39, Parker Severson, and number 13, Sam Vanderhoeven. And uh, you might be in good shape if the Riverwolves can keep playing the style of hockey that we've seen out of them the last two weeks now. That's pretty much it as far as this episode. We talked to Coach Bailey. We talked to uh, Nolan Gifford. And we'll get you off to those interviews right away here instead of uh, you know, listening to me talk any more than you have to. Uh, it's just short and simple this week. As again, the Riverwolves just have one game this week or this Friday. It is going to be the hat giveaway, which we'll talk about in more detail in just a minute with Zach Surway. And then uh, Riverwolves going to see Oregon two more times the following week, one at home and one away. So not a three consistent game set against the same team like we've seen the past bunch of weeks, but it will be three games in a row against the tradesmen, tradesmen as the Riverwolves uh, looking to win at least two out of those three and improve their record on the season. Make sure you're following along with the Riverwolves at Wausau R. Wolves on your favorite social media. And we thank you for being here with us inside the den. We're going to step aside real quick and be right back with Director of Business Operations, Zach Surway. Hey, fans, upgrade your windows and doors before winter is here. Visit our partners at Exquisite Windows and Doors. Request a free quote at exquisitewindowsanddoors.com. Welcome back inside the den. Join me today, as always, is the Director of Business Operations for the Wausau Riverwolves, Zach Surway. And uh, Zach, we had a, a very successful giveaway in the Winter Gloves last weekend. I know we ran through those uh, pretty much right away because we had a very nice crowd on hand. Expecting another nice crowd here uh, on Friday as we look to give away those uh, camo hats presented by Fleet Farm. Um, would you recommend getting here plenty early tomorrow night if you're going to come on down uh, to the Marathon County Ice Arena? Uh, based, based off how quickly those gloves went, uh, I would imagine the hats are going to be much of the same. Yeah, I, I would completely agree. I mean, people, I think they kind of noticed it, you know, as, as the um, thing went on that they ran out really quickly. Um, you know, a lot of people planned ahead and, and um, took our advice of arriving early. So... Uh, that's really the, the gist of it. And we're looking forward to having another big crowd here on Friday night. Really thanks to Fleet Farm for partnering with us on the, the camo giveaway. Um, it's going to be another cold weekend, it looks like. So another reason you got your mittens from last weekend. You can put your hat on this weekend. Yeah, and we've reiterated this before, but these are real tree hats. So they're uh, very, very nice. They're very soft, very good looking hats. Um, so you're definitely going to want to come 
down to the Marathon County Ice Arena and grab one of these. Uh, make sure you get here early. I mean, we can't tell you uh, any more plainly than that. Uh, you're not going to want to miss out on these hats. And then um, after a couple of uh, giveaways in your favor here, we have an opportunity next week for you to uh, give something back to the community here, specifically the kids in North Central Wisconsin, uh, as we have our teddy bear toss presented by Culver's and the Salvation Army of Wausau. Uh, Zach, give us a few more details uh, regarding the teddy bear toss. Yeah, so just like some of our giveaway nights, I want to uh, kind of reiterate that you need to obviously get to the game uh, when the game is uh, happening on time because I think a couple of years ago it was that we scored the goal maybe two or three minutes into the game. A lot of people hadn't even sat down in their seats. So um, you want to make sure you do that. And as always, whether it's for... The game this Friday or the Teddy Bear Toss next Saturday, you can always get your tickets online at riverwolveshockey.com. So that'll wrap up a uh, what was a very, very busy February, but we have a, uh, a newly added uh, giveaway as well coming up in March. Maybe it's the uh, giveaway I'm personally most excited about, even though I don't you know, really give the giveaways either way, but uh, we have a pint glass giveaway coming up. Uh, have you ever done a pint glass, or have we ever done a pint glass before here in Wausau? Uh, we haven't done it here in Wausau before. I know uh, one of the minor league baseball teams I interned for, we had done a pint glass giveaway, and it was a pretty popular giveaway uh, down there. That was actually in Kentucky, so uh, thought it could be a good idea. Obviously, we're partnering with Budweiser on it, so it fits right in with what they're doing um, at their company as well. So it's a it's a win-win relationship and um, who doesn't enjoy a cold beer? Yeah, and I mean, pine glasses are, they're extremely good values. You know, if, you, if you're looking in a store for a nice pine glass, you're paying $10, $15 a lot of places. Uh, and it's something that you can uh, have and use forever all year round. Uh, what is the date on that pine glass giveaway? Uh, so that game will be actually March 6th. It's the first... Uh, Saturday in March. It's after that game. We only have two more games remaining in the in the season, so it's one of the final giveaway nights. So you'll want to make sure to to get that. And like you mentioned, though, the co- cool thing about the pint glass giveaway is obviously it's branded in the person's home, really, you know, forever, um, you know, in their co- kitchen cabinet, so they can always think about the river walls when they're uh, enjoying their favorite cold beverage. Yeah, and who knows, um, here in Wisconsin, when March rolls around, you know, once it becomes 45, 50 degrees, it feels like summer. So you could uh, use that pint glass, sit outside in your shorts, and enjoy some sunlight and a nice cold beer, uh, courtesy of the Wausau River Wolves. So that's what we got for you right now. Um, don't forget uh, about the teddy bear toss uh, happening next week. And uh, then check back with us uh, at riverwolveshockey.com for any uh, additional promo nights, giveaways, uh, or details that you may need uh, along the way. Again, that is riverwolveshockey.com. You can get your tickets ahead of time there as well. Zach, anything else to add here? That'll be it. Go Wolves. All right, go Wolves. We'll see you uh, here tomorrow night on Friday for the River Wolves' uh, one and only game this weekend against the Oregon Tradesmen. Zach, thanks for a few minutes this morning. Thank you. Take on winter weather with Fleet Farm. Find everything you need to keep your family safe and warm, from tires, shovels, to snow throwers, to hats, boots, and gloves. Fleet Farm's got you covered this winter season. Fleet Farm, proudly serving the Midwest since 1955. Welcome back inside the den. Joining me again this week is the head coach of the Wausau River Wolves, Colin Bailey. And coach, uh, get to talk to you after a quite 
quite the victory uh, this last weekend against the Peoria Mustangs. Victory had a little bit of everything in it. It had a power play goal. It had a um, penalty shot goal. had some uh, miraculous saves on both uh, ends of the ice. Uh, was that your uh, favorite game of the season so far? Yeah, it's definitely got to be up there, that's for sure. Um, I think that was just a well-rounded all the way around, you know, uh, full full team effort there, full 60 minutes, and it was uh, definitely a good game. And we saw Caleb Sauer get uh, three consecutive starts yep. this weekend. Um, only one game this weekend. You already know who uh, you're gonna who you're gonna have a net tomorrow night. Uh, still haven't decided yet. Still have to have some discussions. But I mean, it's a uh, definitely a tough decision to make with three, you know, three and four very good goalies. Just a single game against Oregon this weekend. They come up to Wausau, and the next weekend it's a uh, home and home. You guys got to go down there, and then they come back. Um, are you looking forward to having uh, Saturday and Sunday off this weekend? Yeah, very much so. We're definitely getting into those dog days of the season. And, you know, we've had however many consecutive three-game weekends. Um, so, you know, for the for especially for guys who are kind of battling injury and, and whatnot, you know, uh, to get these couple days off is going to be huge, myself included, kind of step away from the rink and not think about hockey for a couple of days and reset. Yeah, just real quick, give us uh, maybe a couple injury updates. I know we haven't seen Max Best on the ice for quite a while. Tyler Balsrak sitting yep. here in a, a, a sling on his arm. Uh, give me a couple injury updates and when we might see these guys uh, back on the yeah, ice. Yeah, Max Best has been out for quite a while uh, with a high ankle sprain, which, you know, almost would have been better if he had broken it. Um, but he, we anticipate him arriving, you know, being back in the lineup on Friday. Pavel Bakhtin had a uh, separated, I believe, I'm probably going to be wrong, but the SC joint, he had a separated SC joint. Um, so he, we're anticipating him on being back in the lineup this uh, weekend as well. Ethan Cumming, unfortunately, is suspended, but he's been beat up. He's been playing through injury for quite some time. So be nice for him. Unfortunately, he's suspended and out for a game, but uh, be nice for him to get, you know, a weekend to, to recover and recoup and be at his, you know, 100% best. Yeah, Ethan Cumming, the recipient of a five-minute major, which you know I asked Nolan about later on in this podcast, the interview. But uh, uh, that that game was kind of crazy overall. I believe, yeah. if I remember correctly, um, twenty-three penalties called yeah. overall. So it's not like the referee was you know singling out either side. Right. Both both you guys in Peoria were getting called left and right. Is it frustrating to just like not be able to play five-on-five hockey for any any Ex- point in a game like that? Extremely, and you know, I mean, half of it, but. Half of it was played from either power play or, um, you know, shorthanded, you know, and you can't, it just doesn't give you an opportunity to win. I mean, granted, we absolutely should have capitalized on our power play opportunities that we had. That's something that we definitely need to improve on going forward. But it's it's frustrating because, you know, you can't win from the box. And um, I thought, you know, the calls that he made, there weren't too many egregious calls that I disagreed with. Um, I thought that the calls that he made were pretty, pretty on. It's just that's the kind of the style of the game. And um, you know, he's, he's used to playing at, you know, refereeing at a tier one level. And, you know, obviously there's a big difference between tier three and tier one. So, um, that's where the, a lot of those calls kind of came in. And, um, you know, it's definitely, it's just kind of frustrating because I didn't think we played a bad game at all. You know, I think it could have been a very, very competitive game. It's just, you know, Peoria's power play is, is very solid and, you know, they capitalize on opportunities where we weren't able to capitalize and, and have that sense of urgency that we needed to. Yeah, just a lot of, you know, four on three happened a few yep. different times throughout that game. There was three kneeing penalties called, and you yep. hardly ever see, I mean, it's a rare when you see two kneeing penalties right. called in a game, let alone three. So it was just a heavily, heavily officiated game, and I imagine that's frustrating for Very. you know both coaches on both sides there. Um, so uh, final question here, just uh, as we mentioned, one game against Oregon this weekend. They're coming up to Wausau. 
Simple question. What do you guys got to do to uh, come out there and solidify the uh, lone win of the weekend? We got to play a full 60 minutes. You know, you take a look back at our at our Friday game. Um, we played a terrible five to six, seven minutes where, you know, we went down just to start the game down 3-0. Um, and then, thankfully, we played a great 55 minutes of that game. But, you know, you can't be playing catch-up, you know. And, and you, I'm okay with the 5-2 end. I mean, you take away those. You know, take away one period, it's a 1-1 game, you know, and and, and that's just, you know, you got to play the full 60 and commit to our game and commit to, you know, you have nothing to save it for. So, I mean, throwing out 100% effort every time you step on that ice and you're going to have to earn it. So, I mean, that's what that's what our message is going to be going into this weekend and hopefully the boys can come through. I'm excited to play them and see some, you know, see a different team. Yeah, no matter who you're playing against, um, top tier team or not, if you 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 got to dig yourself out of a yep. three nothing hole after yeah, five it's minutes. Happening. It's it's going to be tough. So as you said, uh, it was uh, two to two the remainder of that game. So, yeah. um, and looking to you know be on the other side of that three nothing hole early this weekend exactly. uh, against Oregon. And this is the first time you guys have played them this season, correct? No, we played them we played them quite a bit in the beginning, but we oh, haven't but seen it's been them a long since. Time. Uh, oh man, I want to say almost October is the last time we played them. Yeah, so I believe it'd be their first trip up to Wausau, unless I'm I'm wrong. First on of that the too, 2021 year. First of the 2021. They, they came up at the beginning right. of the season. That was our home opener where we won. All right, well, there you go. Uh, it seems like forever ago, right. if we're being honest, a long, long time ago. So there we go. Um, coach Colin Bailey, head coach of the Wausau Riverwolves, Colin Bailey. Good luck this weekend, Coach. Thank you very much. Don't miss a minute of Riverwolves hockey this season. Catch all the games streaming live online at HockeyTV.com. And welcome back inside the den for today's players-only segment. We have number 14, Nolan Gifford. And Nolan, thanks for uh, sitting down with me, taking a few minutes here this morning. How are you doing? Good, how are you? I am doing quite well. Um, you just stepped off the ice from practice. You're actually in uh, your full gear, yep. everything from uh, skates all the way up. Uh, how'd practice go for you guys this week? Obviously, a pretty good weekend against Peoria overall. You guys uh, pulled off a victory on Saturday night pretty convincingly as well. How was practice this week? Uh, practice going good. Uh, I think we're feeling pretty pretty uh, confident with, with our play style after last weekend. Um Obviously, so two of the games didn't go how we wanted to, but we pulled off a win, so um, we know we're on the right track, and um, yeah, we're going in the right direction. Yeah, almost an identical score across all three games last week. Friday was 5-2 to two in favor of Peoria, 5-2 to two on Saturday night in favor of you guys, and then 5-1 to one to wrap things up on uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that Sunday afternoon game. Um, Saturday night, obviously, like I said, uh, everything went your guys' way. You had some great play in between the pipes from Caleb Sauer. You guys scored in a number of different ways, including the power play, including a penalty shot. So it was an exciting game overall. But then you have to turn around and play Peoria again the next morning. Uh, you, you always know Peoria is going to come back strong. Obviously, they're a good team, and you know they're going to bounce back after a loss. Uh, what was kind of the mindset going into that Sunday Sunday morning game? A uh, pretty early game. Obviously, you guys have never played a noon puck drop before, but kind of just how do you guys get set for a turnaround like that? Um, well, not always the easiest thing because normally our schedule would have two games, and having to play the third game the next day is sometimes a little draining. But um, energy in the locker room, we just try to keep it held high and keep each other up and uh, make sure that Everyone knows what the role is, and, and Colin will come in before games and, and pretty much have the same message, um, just kind of play our game and, 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 and um, go out there and perform. 
And Peoria is one of the best teams, you know, record-wise and stat-wise in the entire NA3. They're sitting at the top of the, of the division along with Rochester. So how much confidence, confidence does it uh, instill in you guys that, you know, you were able to skate with them all weekend, even if, you know, two of the three games the scores didn't really reflect it that, that heavily? If you actually watch the games, you know, you guys were out working Peoria uh, a lot of those uh, for a, a lot of the time over the weekend. Uh, you were able to generate some shots. So how much confidence does that give you going into some uh, games against teams that are, you know, not quite as as good uh, within the conference? You guys uh, feeling better than maybe you were earlier on in the season when you match up against those kind of teams? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it gives us a lot of confidence. I mean, um, just based off where we were starting at from at the beginning of the season compared to where we are now, it, it's, it's really rewarding to see that, like, our play is starting to come together and, and – be rewarding um, against, especially against teams like we're feeling really confident going into this, this weekend for sure. Yeah, and uh, so this weekend is a uh, two game set, uh, one at home, one away, correct? And then, um, or no, just one game this weekend, and then you play uh, one at home and one away next weekend, right. I believe, is how the schedule goes. But uh, it is three games in a row against the same team, again, much like you've seen the last bunch of weeks. Right. Um, so we'll get to that uh, weekend preview in just a minute here, but I want to just talk to you a little bit about your uh, up, upbringing in the game of hockey. Uh, you are from Lionel Lakes, Minnesota. Tell me a little bit about what it was like growing up uh, playing hockey in the hockey state. Where did you play for high school, and how did you eventually make your way to the Wausau River Wolves? Yeah, so I've, been, I've pretty much been playing hockey ever since I can remember. Um, I got into it really young. Um, but youth hockey, I, I played at Minnesota Made uh, in Edina. Um, I did a lot of AAA, and I was traveling all over the, uh, the country uh, for just, like, summer team tournaments and stuff like that. Um, for high school, I played at St. Paul Academy. played four years there. Uh, after high school, I played at uh, played hockey at University of North Dakota. And, um, yeah, here I am now. So you went to college uh, before... Your uh, NA three or entering the junior ranks here? Yep, correct. Um, and was that with the intentions of playing hockey, or did you just want to start school right away and then you changed your mind and decided I want to keep playing hockey, or, or how did that happen? Yeah, I, I was, I kind of had a, a a little mental battle, if you will, if I, whether I wanted to go to school or, or or if I wanted to play hockey. Um, I decided to to go to school, and um, you know, it just wasn't for me, so. I just decided with COVID and everything, give me the opportunity to get back into hockey, so I took it. Yeah, and uh, luckily, you know, through COVID and everything, NA3 was able to have a season, so you were able to have yeah. that opportunity. Yeah. Um, but, you know, school's always going to be there. I've said, too, um, you know, play junior hockey while you're eligible. You know, you only get a certain number of years to uh, you know exercise that right and continue your uh, playing career, so you can always go back to school. And um, I think you were born in 2001, right? I'm yep. looking at that. Yeah, so you got... Obviously, you got plenty of time to do whatever you want. Um, so on the season, uh, you are tied for first place in points here with the River Wolves. You have uh, 13 on the season, coming in the form of four goals and nine assists. You're actually tied with Isaac Wickersheim at the top of the list. He's got the exact opposite stats. He's got nine goals, four assists. Um, growing up and just as a hockey player, have you always viewed yourself as more of like a goal scorer or a playmaker? Your stats, you know, you got twice as many assists this year, but is that just through happenstance, or have you always been more of a create-the-opportunity create, create the opportunity kind of guy? On yeah, the I've always been more of like a supportive center. I, I'm pretty good at dishing the puck out to my line mates. Um, but as far as like the goal stat, I'm 
pretty opportunistic. Like all of my goals come from just like pouncing on a play and, and, and putting the puck in the net, which you know, it, I feel like is a pretty good, uh, pretty good trade. Yeah, and that's the exact kind of center that people want to play with. You know, wingers love to play with uh, a guy who's going to set them up and give them the most opportunities. Uh, and you've gotten to start a lot of games. You played a lot of ice time here in Wausau over the course of the season. Um, do want to uh, bounce back just to last weekend's games for uh, one more question here. Forgot to throw it at you earlier. Those five minute majors. You know, you guys were um, uh, you guys were you know awarded with one against Peoria, and then you uh, ended up uh, suffering one of your own. You you uh, spend a lot of time both on the power play and the penalty kill unit. Um, what's the mindset kind of like different than, you know, two-minute penalty is whatever. You deal with those all the time throughout the duration of a game, throughout the duration of a season. But what's different about those five-minute majors, like when both offensively and defensively, when you guys head out there knowing you got five minutes of either a man advantage or five minutes of killing uh, coming up ahead of you? Yeah, both are really, um, you have to really focus on like the little details because um, that's what it really comes down to, like especially on, on when you're defending. Um, uh, just just making sure that you can like stay with your guy and, and not let a, a puck go through or um, just making sure you get the puck out of the zone too because you want to make sure you're not spending more than a minute out there on the, on the PK. Um, in terms of uh, power play, I mean, Colin talks all the time, you just got to move the puck north. Um, that's kind of what our mindset is, but, um, but yeah, just focusing on little details, just, just trying to take advantage of the, a five minute penalty is a big opportunity. So you got to take advantage of that. Yeah. Massive opportunity. And we actually saw kind of, you know, Peoria was moving the puck really well, but they weren't generating a ton of shots. So they would pass the puck around the zone for two minutes and not even end up getting the puck on net. Whereas, you know, you guys set up something a little bit quicker and you're looking to, you know, kind of fire those shots on net more often. Um, and also comparing like what the roster is like, what the the flow of the game is like now versus um, early season, uh, exactly what you just alluded to, like early on in the season and uh, in past seasons as well, it seemed like the power play kind of um, it would take a minute or a minute and a half to get going, and then finally right. generate some shots on the end. Now you guys are you know 15, 20 seconds here into the offensive zone, and you're spending that next minute and a half actually getting the puck on net. So that's got to be you know a huge a huge change that you guys have gone through yeah. uh, throughout the duration of the season. Yeah, it's it's pretty rewarding to see too. Just just being able to to, to generate what we want to generate and, and have have it um, show up on the board too is 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 really rewarding. Yeah, for sure. Um, so. Uh, we'll end uh, with just a couple uh, questions here for you personally, and then we'll uh, we'll look forward to what you see out of Oregon here. But uh, for you, how do you like to uh, ask most of the guys this? But how do you like to spend those uh, long bus trips? Are you uh, more of a guy who sits by yourself, gets focused on the game preparation, ready to go, or do you like to have some fun with your teammates and uh, be a little bit looser going into those games? Uh, what's your style, kind of like you know, on the bus and on trips uh, overall? Yeah, usually I'm more of like a sit alone guy. I usually just I'm in my own seat. I listen to music. I mean, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll talk with the boys, and, and especially on the long bus trips when there's not much to do, um, get a nap in. But, um, yeah, mo- mostly just alone, try to get ready for the game. And um, who, who would you consider some of your hockey heroes, whether it be, you know, somebody you know personally, um, maybe if, you're, if your parent you skated or, or whoever, and then somebody you also looked up to maybe NHL-wise and you kind of emulate your game after? Um, for me, it's Anze Kopitar from the LA Kings. He's pretty much, ever since I was little, that's, I've been a Kings fan and, uh, he's been my favorite center. I've always tried to mimic my play after him and, um, and yeah. 
not a bad guy to uh, you know couple couple of Stanley Cup rings uh, yeah. under his belt. So yeah, definitely not a bad guy to uh, you know uh, model yourself after and uh, make make a goal of. For sure. Um, so yeah, uh, last question for you. Like like we mentioned um, earlier, one game this weekend. Are you kind of looking forward to having one game this weekend after having so yeah. many three games in a row? Yeah, it's not a bad thing, honestly. Um, especially coming up later in the month when we get that five gate uh, five day stretch with in St. Louis, which is going to be really tough. Um, but yeah, it'll be nice to get a little bit of a break here. Yeah, that that uh, stretch in St. Louis will definitely you know give you guys an opportunity to see what you're actually made of here right. at the end of the season. And uh, as we push forward, not that many weeks left over on the season, but still a lot of games overall, a lot of hockey left to be played. Sure. Um, so one game against uh, Oregon this weekend and then two the following weekend. Um, how, how do you view that going, uh, the three-game set overall? you think you can steal two of, th- two of three against these I guys? Think, I think for sure. I think um, our play against Peoria really, really solidifies that. I think um, we match up against them very well. I think we can really take it to them. Um, we both, yeah, like you said, we've got plenty of hockey left to play, and there's a lot to prove. So, all right, perfect. Well, uh, thank you, Nolan. This has been the longest players only of the uh, of the entire season, but uh, we appreciate it. No problem. And uh, good luck out there. Keep padding those stats and uh, keep rising up. I guess you can't rise up the leaderboard anymore because you're already <laughs> in first place. But uh, good luck this weekend, and um, yeah, we'll we'll see you uh, out on the ice there. Sounds good. Take care. That is a forward number 14 for the Wausau River Wolves, Nolan Gifford.